And you guys thought the Cormani McLean saga was crazy. Former Miami commit Jaden Rashada just said, hold my beer. You are locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. I can now pretty confidently say Miami dodged a bullet when they lost out on five-star quarterback Jaden Rashada. They dodged a bullet. And I say this despite the fact that Undoubtedly, he's one of the most talented quarterbacks in the country. There's a reason why he was given that five-star coming out of Pittsburgh, California. Um, you know, I, the Florida Gators thought they have themselves a good one, and maybe they still do. <laughs> but he may not end up with the Gators. And the drama, the drama really accelerated, you know, from, from Monday into Tuesday, it went from zero to 60. And then from Tuesday into Thursday, it's gone from 60 to like 150, like the acceleration of this drama. So we told you guys uh, on, we talked about this on Wednesday, uh, on Wednesday's episode, yesterday's episode. I, I We talked about it in the, uh, in our Discord uh, server and in the YouTube live chat on Tuesday, that there was growing buzz that Jaden Rashada would not be enrolling at the University of Florida. And then on Wednesday night, a report from On3 comes out saying that he has asked for a release from his national letter of intent. Now, apparently they jumped the gun on that, that that maybe has not actually happened yet, because according to his father, Rashada's father, Harlan Rashada, it's not happened yet. Here's what the father said. Jaden hasn't enrolled yet. He's in the Bay Area. We're having a conversation with Florida tomorrow. That's today, Thursday. We're in constant talks with Florida in regards to his enrollment. But I'd like to think that if he's not enrolled by Friday, he says there will be some challenges there to proceed as planned. So I guess like from a Florida perspective, that's I guess good news and bad news because he's not asked for the release at least not yet but if he if things aren't worked out by friday then he could end up somewhere else um wow and you know we we told you wednesday on this show uh because i do have a couple of sources that are pretty well connected with florida stuff i'm not i'm not a florida insider obviously right i'm a miami guy but you know people who are well connected to florida started to tell me on tuesday that the holdup here with Rashada to Florida, it's definitely NIL related. And that's been pretty well confirmed by the reports that have been coming out since then. Now, a bombshell dropped uh, within the last 12 hours. I'm not sure if it was late last night or early this morning. I woke up to it this morning. But from the Orlando Sentinel and a pretty darn good reporter there is saying that the reason why Jaden Rashada is back in Northern California right now and he's not in Gainesville taking classes is a $13 million NIL deal has fallen apart. That that's supposedly what he was expecting from Florida was a $13 million NIL deal and it's fallen apart. Now, to be completely fair to the Florida folks out there, 
I have a hard time believing that number. <laughs> I have a hard time believing that that was even a number that was getting thrown around because so back in the summer and the reason why, uh, even though Jaden Rashada is really no longer, you know, no longer a Miami guy, obviously, I, I still feel like this is an interesting story because a, it's one of the biggest stories in college football right now. And B, he's a former Miami commit. So I feel like this is somebody my audience wants to hear about. You know, he was committed to Miami in July, decommitted from Miami, flipped to Florida in November. Now he may never enroll in Florida. But back in July, when Rashada initially committed to Miami, there were reports of Miami making him a $9 million offer and Florida making him an $11 million offer. And I asked people who are pretty privy to that information if those numbers were real. And I was told no. I was told that was just fantasy money, that the $9 million, $11 million, it just wasn't that it was big money, but it wasn't in that stratosphere. So if the $9 million and $11 million numbers were debunked to me a few months ago, despite the fact that they were reported in the mainstream media, those numbers were debunked to me. That makes me look at now a $13 million report and also think that may be fantasy funny money as well. So... <laughs> I mean, I hear about 13, a $13 million deal for, you know, an 18 year old falling apart. I definitely have to question that. However, the NIL aspect of it, that's been pretty well confirmed to me and confirmed to everybody by this point that the, the challenges and the holdup to getting Jaden Rashada actually enrolled at Florida, that it is an, an NIL related situation. I just don't know if $13 million is for real or if that's funny money because that, that seems ridiculous to me. Like there's plenty of, of NFL quarterbacks out there who would kill for a $13 million offer. And that's supposedly going to, you know, an 18 year old. It, it seems ridiculous. Now, if, and when he does get granted or offered a release from his Florida national letter of intent, uh, I was tipped off yesterday that Florida would, or would try to put a condition in there that we will release you from your, supposedly legal legally binding letter of intent if you sign this clause where you cannot go to any school in the sec or any school in the state of florida so if anyone was maybe thinking about or even fantasizing about a prodigal son returning to miami's class of 2023 type of situation uh i think the ship has sailed on that and i think the ship has also sailed on that from the miami side of things because Miami only feels better about Emory Williams, who's coming in in the class of 2023, because he had a really good senior season in Milton, Florida. And we've talked about in the recent past, uh, Miami's got a really promising walk-on coming in in Vic Sutton, who's, despite being a walk-on, he's a three-star quarterback, and he's a pretty dangerous dual-threat guy. Now, obviously, the deck is always stacked against walk-ons. I don't know if Sutton's ever really going to get an opportunity uh, if he does, hopefully he seizes it. But I know Emory Williams is really, really well liked down here. And I think the ship has sailed, especially with the way Rashada committed and flipped. There's probably some hard feelings down in Coral Gables about that. So I would not expect him to ever become an option again for Miami. I think if he does leave Florida, I definitely would be looking at Oregon because Oregon was very much in on his recruitment. And I've been told by a couple of different people, do not sleep on Coach Prime and the Colorado Buffaloes, that that would be the type of opportunity that Deion Sanders would absolutely love to seize. And apparently Jaden Rashada's father, who's very uh, instrumental in this process for him, is a big fan of Coach Prime. So you have to wonder how that is going to play out. I'm also wondering 
how wide receiver transfer portal recruiting is going to play out for the Miami Hurricanes because I guess when one door closes, another door opens. There's been a couple of very interesting updates, wide receiver transfer portal uh, recruiting for the Miami Hurricanes. We will talk about that next right here on Locked on Canes. Folks, I hope you're checking out the incredible information available to you 24 hours a day at Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball. We've got it all at Bet Online. If you love sports podcasts, yeah, you can even find those at Bet Online as well. I'm on the website every single day, guys. They give me the information and the data and the analytics I need to win. They are always the fastest and easiest way to get your sports betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. So uh, yesterday, uh, we spent a lot of time talking about Syracuse wide receiver Damian Alford and how Miami should make a full court press and try to get the six foot six, 211 pound receiver in for a visit. (laughs) So he's in the transfer portal for less than 24 hours and then he withdraws his name. Ah! So Damian Alford, who I would have loved uh, to take him from the orange to the orange and green, I would have loved to kick the tires on Damian Alford, but uh, he has already withdrawn his name from the portal. Um, and uh, guys, based on the circumstances here, I I can't blame Josh Gaddis for this one, right? We've talked about Gaddis not pulling his weight when it comes to recruiting wide receivers or even recruiting transfer wide receivers. Miami has struck out on a lot of different guys. So According to Gary Furman of Kane Sport, you know, the reasons why Alford quickly withdrew his name from the portal and is staying at Syracuse, uh, he can't get his transcripts together. So, and, and that that's not a thing where uh, where Miami is not accepting his credits. Apparently, he just like can't for whatever reason he cannot conjure his transcripts. I have no clue what that means. I, I but he can't get his transcripts together. That's one. And you know, given that situation, that difficulty. Uh, apparently Syracuse coaches really pleaded with him to stay and he has decided to stay. And listen, I know that he's not their best receiver. Uh, my dude, Aronde Gadsden, the second is their top guy, but he wasn't in the portal. Alford was in the portal. I wanted to bring Alford to Miami, but he is going to be staying in cold and dreary Syracuse. So uh, that does still, uh, even though Alford is no longer on the table, There are some options out there, and I can proudly say Miami's going to have a really good one in for a visit this weekend. An official visit is going to be starting on Friday. Please do not screw this up, Miami. Please get this one over the finish line. Gary Bryant Jr. out of USC is going to be in South Florida for a visit. Now, You guys know I'm obsessed with tall wide receivers. Uh, Gary Bryant is not tall, but you know what? I do not care because he is super productive, super explosive, and he is just a playmaker and a difference maker. He's under six foot tall. He's listed at five foot 11. So you know how that goes. Listed at five 11, he's probably five 10. Gary Bryant is not tall. That's never been an issue for him at the college level or back in the high school level. 
playing outside receiver. He can play outside receiver, and he would at Miami. He's capable of playing outside or in the slot. Miami's, I mean, you could probably line him up all over the field and get creative with him. I hope if creativity can actually become a thing we do with Miami's offense, you can get creative with him, but he can absolutely line up at, all, at outside wide receiver, and that's what he would do at Miami because Miami is pretty stacked in the slot already. He would compete to be a starter, could probably win a starting job at Miami, and he could be an absolute difference maker. So he redshirted last year because I think he had decided pretty early on he didn't want to stay at USC. So he ended up redshirting last year, and that came after a breakout season in 2021. Uh, as a second-year freshman in 2021, started seven games. He played in 10 games. Uh, he caught 44 balls for 579 yards, seven touchdowns. He was the Trojans' leading punt and kick returner as well. He was a stud in the return game. He's from Corona, California, West Coast guy. Mario Cristobal, I believe, recruited him to Oregon when Mario was at Oregon. So there's already some familiarity there on the recruiting trail. This is a player that Mario Cristobal knows very well. He was a four-star, was Gary Bryant, out of high school. He was the 46th ranked player in the entire country for the class of 2020. So he was a top 50 recruit that year. And by my count, Gary Bryant should have three years of eligibility remaining, which would be awesome because it's like you'd practically be getting a freshman. Like you'd be getting a sophomore if you get this guy here because, you know, he arrived at USC for the 2020 season, which didn't count against anybody's eligibility. 2020 was a free space for everyone. So that one didn't count. He played his uh, his second year, 2021, redshirted his third year. So he should be a fourth-year sophomore coming into this season. I hope Miami can get this guy because, again, blazing speed. I think it was like a his, uh, his 40 time. He hasn't been clocked since he was in high school. So maybe he's even gotten faster. But I think in high school he was clocked at around a 4-4, 4-4-6, I think it was, which is – that's blazing speed when you're, especially when you're talking about a 16, 17 year old who's not even reaching like their peak athletic fitness yet. That's really, really impressive. So, yeah, if Miami can end up getting Gary Bryant, that can uh, that can erase some of the hard feelings that we have about uh, the way that recruiting has gone so far. When it comes to the wide receiver position, because I don't want to sound like I'm complaining about Miami's talent acquisition. Miami's doing a fantastic job. Like the, the way that I see some Hurricanes fans on Twitter. And it, I guess it's because Florida State is getting so many transfers. You're like, why can't we get all the transfers? What You remember a couple of years ago under Manny Diaz, when Miami got a lot of transfers, they made fun of us for that. They're like, oh, Miami, they're, they're just the transfer kings. That's not the way to build a team. You got to build teams uh, the real way through high school recruiting. And now that Florida State gets everybody in the transfer portal, they're all like, oh, these guys are amazing. They don't get dogged for it the way that Miami did. Miami has a top four recruiting class in the entire country out of high school, and they've gotten some really good players so far in the transfer portal. If you can get a guy like Gary Bryant, that would be a score, an absolute score. Now, another uh, receiver that Miami is very interested in, per Gabby Arudia of 24-7, um, I don't know if he's going to be visiting anytime soon. Hopefully he will. Gary Bryant, let me reiterate, Gary Bryant from USC is visiting this weekend. His official visit starts tomorrow. Another receiver Miami is interested in is Eddie Lewis out of Memphis. Very productive with the Tigers. He caught seven touchdowns last year. 42 catches for 615 yards. He averaged nearly 15 yards per catch. Uh, he's another one, kind of like Bryant, who's not 
very tall. He's five foot eleven, but he can play on the outside or he can play in the slot. And I hear really, really good things. I haven't watched uh, I haven't watched Eddie Lewis as much as I've watched Gary Bryant, but um, people have good feedback on Eddie Lewis. So this is another wide receiver that the Miami Hurricanes are interested in. All right, when we come back, I want to do a little Q&A. Got some good questions from you guys. I do want to let you know today is a two-episode day. We're going to be doing, we're going to be talking some scouting and talking some recruiting with Brian Smith from Fan Nation on an episode that's going to come out later this afternoon. So this is a double day, double Dono day, double Locked on Canes day. Keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes. And guys, oh, I hope you're eating your built Bars. If you're looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and calories, you've got to try a built Bar. Just got through the holidays. I know my goal has been to eat a little healthier this year. I did great last year. I cheated a lot during the holiday season. If you're like me, you want to eat healthier, but you don't want to compromise taste, I've got just the thing for you. You've got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious, you're not even going to think that they're good for you, but they're perfect for your New Year's resolution. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, so they taste delicious, and they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, and so many more. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. They are healthy, and they only have 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. I eat at least one built Bar every day. I had one for my breakfast a couple of hours ago. Guys, you don't even need to wait around anymore to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your built Bars at built.com, which you can still do with our code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off. But now you can get them at your local Walmart or, or Sam's Club. And one of our listeners, Al... Uh, he's become addicted to built bars and now he runs right into his Sam's Club and he buys them every couple of days. So head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of built bars. Or if you're close to a Sam's Club, like our guy Al is, run in and grab a 13 bar box with hit flavors like brownie batter and churro. And you're going to thank me later because I love me some built bars. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. So uh, I, I threw it out there. I want to answer some questions from the people. Ladarius Benson asks us, oh, and let me throw out the Twitter handle as well. You can follow us on Twitter at Locked on Canes. You can tweet us at Locked on Canes, and we may read your tweets on the show. Uh, and if you follow us at Locked On Canes, we will follow you back. We follow even Gators and Seminoles fans. We follow back, uh, and I always accidentally follow back the porn bots who then try to slide my DMs. It's, it's a weird thing, but all the legitimate people out there, I will keep following. If you're a porn bot, I'll probably unfollow. If you're a real person, I will keep following you. Uh, Ladarius Benson says, "Hey, what are some of the names to keep an eye on uh, for Miami's class of 2024?" Um, so I like, uh, stone the defensive lineman out of IMG Academy. I think that's definitely one to keep an eye on. Um, Jojo trader receiver from Chaminade who does have Miami in his top five, uh, definitely watch out for Florida state and Ohio state with his commitment and Jeremiah Smith, his teammate, another big time receiver has already for the class of 2024 verbally committed to Ohio state. So, you know, obviously you, you got to keep your eyes, uh, your eyes there on what the future may hold for, for Jojo trader. 
uh, and Miami would probably like to flip Jeremiah Smith as well. You guys know there's a quarterback for 2024. There's a couple of them that I really like. I know everyone's going to bring up Dylan Riola, who you'd have you'd have to compete with the entire country for him. I think Ohio State is a name to watch for Dylan Riola, but I also really like Air Noland. Uh, Air Noland, a four-star quarterback, he has expressed some interest in Miami. So I would like to see Miami go after a guy like that. Um, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of IMG guys in the class of 2024. Um, so Lisa Miami did, uh, did miss out already, unfortunately on TJ capers, but you all, you know, you always say, let me do like my guy, Brandon on locked on Gators. When you say miss out, when it's this early, you say missed out. Let me give it the air quotes because yeah. Um, TJ capers, five-star edge rusher out of Columbus, which is Mario Cristobal's alma mater that's his high school so you wish Miami had landed his verbal commitment he verbally committed to Louisville but this is one of those things guys where he can't sign a national letter of intent for almost a year like you're talking more than 11 months until TJ Capers can sign a national letter of intent so Miami's not going to stop recruiting him and all the other schools in his top group are not going to stop recruiting him. I think uh, Alabama, Georgia, Colorado were in the mix for TJ Capers as well. So just because he has uh, verbally committed somewhere, he can't sign for another 11 plus months. They're not going to stop recruiting him. Uh, Evan Fried or Freed. I don't know how to say it. it's spelled like French fries, but with a, with an, with a D at the end, Evan Freed says, Hey, just a comment. Call me optimistic, but I truly believe that the way we upgraded our O-line can get us two to three more wins than last season. I'm calling seven and five way too early. Go Canes. Now, you guys know my policy. I'm not giving you any win-loss predictions at this point. Way too early. I got to see what we're packing in spring football and in fall camp. Uh, so he's calling for, for seven and five. Now, that's a pretty conservative prediction, so I can live with that. I agree with him on the offensive line, right? You've added... Javion Cohen, Matt Lee, two of the top available O-linemen in the portal and multi-years of eligibility left for both of them. Samson Okunlola, Francis Maligoa are good enough to play right away as true freshmen. I think Tommy Kinsler might be as well. I think Tommy Kinsler, Bruno, big Bruno, he's, I think, good enough, mature enough, and big enough, strong enough to be a rotational guy, potentially as a true freshman as well. Uh, we'll see Antonio Tripp. I like him a lot. Uh, and Frankie Tinelau. So, I think the future is really, really bright, including the immediate future. Like Miami's offensive line, they're a lot deeper than they were last year. So injuries were a big problem last year. Um, God forbid we do suffer injuries again this year. Miami is more equipped to, to live with those injuries because the group is just so much deeper and so much more potent this year. So I can definitely agree with the idea that a better offensive line is going to put Miami in a better position to actually have a winning record and not a losing record this coming year. Uh, Robert L. Hutchinson says, why is Josh Gaddis been so quiet on the trail? And since he has been, maybe it's a sign Mario is maybe helping him find another spot. Is that possible? Yeah, it's possible. Um, you know, it, it's like you have to kind of uh, you have to kind of pick a side here because obviously wide receiver recruiting and transfer portal. Miami has been missing a lot. They've not been finding success. And as the wide receivers coach and offensive coordinator that a lot of that falls on Gaddis. But is the reason why he's not landing a lot there, is it because these recruits know he's not going to be here much longer? That's a theory that's been thrown out there, that these recruits don't know who their position coach is going to be next year. That's one theory. Or the other theory is 
he's just not been very effective recruiting receivers. And Miami's off. Miami didn't have a wide receiver uh, last year catch more than 376 yards. That was Colby Young. Miami's leading receiver last year was a tight end. Um, so, um, so I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if receivers look at those numbers. When Will Mallory was the top receiver last year at over 500 yards, none of Miami's wideouts had even 400 yards receiving and more than, I think, two or three touchdowns. So a lot of receivers just say, I don't know if I want to hitch my wagon to that offense until proven otherwise. That's why Miami's got to have a big bounce back year. Like if you can show a better vertical passing game this year, the recruits are going to come, man. Uh, so listen, I, there's been a lot of theories, a lot of speculation thrown out there if, uh, if Gaddis is, is going to stick around or not. Um, you know, at this point, I've been hearing these rumors whispered in my ear for over a month, and he's still here for the time being. I'm going to wait and see what happens. And if anything does happen, if any news does break, I ain't hard to find, like Deion Sanders says. Um, Snake Edwards, I, I love, is that is that your real name? Is that on your birth certificate? Snake Edwards says, do we need to be worried about Miami's 2023 season versus Florida's or FSU season? Uh, Listen, I don't, I don't know why you would outside of wanting to trash talk Florida fans and Florida State fans. Well, and Miami does play Florida State every year. With Florida, it's like the, the only reason why I care how Florida does this year is I want to be able to talk some trash, right? I mean, those losers were 6-6 six and six last year, and they're talking trash to us because we went 5-7. and seven. Like, they had an average year, but they're still able to talk down to us because we had a below average year. Florida State obviously had an excellent year last year. You know, you, you want to beat Florida State head-to-head. You, you'd like the Gators to lose a few games just so you can talk some trash to their fans. So outside of that, I don't know why you would care. Um, I, I measure Miami against Miami. I measure Miami against the rest of the ACC, which does include Florida State. But as far as Florida goes, what do I care how they do? Just It's all about talking trash to their fans. That's all it is. Um, Snake uh, Edwards also writes to us. He was very active on this thread. What will happen if Mario has back-to-back losses to Florida State? Should the Canes be worried if this happens? Uh, I, I think by definition, you never you never want to lose back-to-back games to Florida State. Would that be something that decides his job in 2023? No. But I do not want to lose to Florida State two years in a row. I want to hand Mike Norvell big fat L this year. And Daryl Jackson, I want to hand him a big fat L this year. So remember, guys, we will be back for a second episode today, okay? We're going to talk with Brian Smith from Fan Nation and All Hurricanes. Going to do some scouting with Brian. And we will talk to you later. In the meantime, smash that like button and be sure to subscribe. Uh, If you're listening to us on an audio podcast, make sure to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you get your pods. And if you're watching us on YouTube, smash that like button and subscribe to our channel. We'll talk to you again next time, later today, on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.